with cheese. Royale with cheese. The tiebreaker category, it's another rotating category, and it's Steampunkified. This category is significantly less awesome in Cleveland. Steampunk is not about Johnny Rotten ironing your shirt, the Ramones working in a Chinese restaurant, or Henry Rollins playing with his model train layout. No, it's a it's a science fiction movement, speculative fiction movement, transposing futuristic or even current technology in the fin de siècle turn of the 19th century era. Victorian, post-Victorian, World War I, that, that's the kind of thing. And it applies to this because we are going to steampunkify our Doodle of the Fates contestants to determine the winner. I'm very excited. Mush. It would only be steampunk if Oscar Wilde smoked it. And let's not get into the way that China Mieville would use it. The tiebreaker rotating category... How would this character be retrofitted for steampunk? Well, okay, you got me there. That's a difficult one. But, you know, steampunk is gears and water and what's in mush? Water. So you throw in some gears. You can make steam-powered mush. It'd be high-velocity mush. I mean, that would defeat pretty much anything. Hot, sticky mush... With gears? Deadly. So, I stick by my champion, Mush, and I am sure Mush will win in the final duel of the fates. Enjoy. Hope everything's great. Bye. Tie-breaking rotating category. How would this character be retrofitted for Steampunk? This has already been done. There's an RPG um, world game called Steampunk Misha. There is also an open world called Aldria Open Mush, which is a steampunk game. I mean, all over the world, people are stealing this poor little guy's name to use in their own steampunk worlds. Um, Personally, I think Mush should actually start suing them for copyright infringement. But, anyways, how would this world be working in steampunk? It already is. And I really see it need to say no more. And that is my entry for the Duel of the Fates. Thank you. How would Mush be retrofitted for steampunk? Yeah, tell me, asshole. How the fuck are you going to figure this one out? It doesn't need retrofitting. Mush is timeless. The fuck? Mush is timeless? This is a tiebreaker, bitch. That's not going to fly. Tiebreaker? Bitch? Okay, you furry fuckface. This time the mush is in a brass bowl complete with a full coupling steam piping. The user just links it in with an available steam line. And lubes up his cock with pipe grease and slides. Will you get off the cock lubing. Perhaps get off with a portrait of words? You little fucking rat. I'm done with this. Done? 
Cool. Then I'll steal the cross-phase snowball. You wouldn't fucking... The gremlin on the wing. Instead of the airplane wing, it's spotted on top of an, a zeppelin. Until awesome agent Zachary Amboy swoops in with his ornithopter and shoots it down. That's a Ministry of Peculiar Currences reference. But fret not for the gremlin. The rocketeer swoops in and catches it before it plummets to the earth. Chicken scissors. Nope. Smurfette. Disney's earliest draft for his first cartoon was actually entitled Steamboat Brainy. Uh, Okay, that's not true. Gandalf the Gay as Steampunk. Crazy facial hair? Check. Crazy hat? Check. Big ridiculous pipe? Check. Silly goggles? Fail. Apologies, Gandalf the Gay. Your tattered robes and bushy beard make you fundamentally qualified for the fantasy genre, not steampunk. At best, your unconditional love of Judy Garland gives you an outside shot at being dieselpunk. Uh, no, you can stop swooning. Vin Diesel has nothing at all to do with dieselpunk. I'm listening. Um, and then, how would he be retrofitted for steampunk? Um, Gandalf is steampunk ready as is. Jules Winfield. Vincent Vega and Jules Winfield replacing Will Smith and Kevin Klein's characters in Wild Wild West for the win. Come on, you want to see Marcellus Wallace and his giant steam-powered spider machine. Just don't steampunkify the gimp. Clyde from Pac-Man. Ms. Pac-Man running through the maze-like streets of London in skirts and corset. Gobbling power boilers, getting chased by ghosts wearing bowler hats, goggles, and handlebar mustaches? Where's my roll of 50 pence coins? Daisy Duke. Three words. Okay, four words with a hyphen. Let's start over. Daisy Duke. Steam-powered mechanical bull. Pitfall Harry. Put on my fighting trousers. Fly, fly, fly. Fluzy. The Chamberlain Skeksis. You know, Skeksis are already a little bit steampunk. I mean, remember Agra's solar system model? No, no, I guess you don't, since you haven't seen the Dark Crystal since 1982. Fly, fly, fly. Fluzy. Lando Calrissian. How could you convert that bluish, purplish, satiny tunic and cape he wore into something more steampunky? If he made deals to keep the Empire away forever, would he be talking about Queen Vic? I don't know, I'm grasping here. Lando does get one minor redemption in this category. Visualize this. Steam-powered Lobots. Barbarian tribal leader, Gear Gluteus Cloximus. The true steampunk barbarian has already been represented in the He-Man cartoons, which, incidentally, is the perfect representation of the steampunk genre. 
more than the Ministry of Peculiar Occurrences, more than Space 1889, more than the Cybermen, more than... Hey, what? wait a minute. Why are all those angry nerds gathering outside of my house in goggles and top hats? Why are they all carrying torches and pitchforks with brass gears unnecessarily glued onto them? Ash from Evil Dead. Good. Bad. I'm the fellow with the gun, old chap. Alright, well, Bruce Campbell is an agent of the Ministry of Peculiar Occurrences. Except that ministry's Bruce Campbell is Australian. Good day, Bruce! Oh, hello, Bruce! How are you, Bruce? Big crook, Bruce. Where's Bruce? He's not here, Bruce. Blimey, it's not in here, Bruce. It's not enough to boil a monkey's bum. The Millennium Lee. The only thing more awesome than a steampunkified orange Millennium Falcon with actual smokestacks, gun turrets swiveling on giant brass gears, giant spoked wheels on its undercarriage, and a smoking parlor for holo monster chess games would be a steampunkified boss hog star destroyer in chase with bullhorns on the front and Roscoe Ozzel getting force-choked by Darth Hogg for his failure to capture the ship. And of course, Roscoe would be getting force-choked with a chicken bone. How would this character be retrofitted for steampunk? Well, we're going to have to rip out the hyperdrive and replace it with a boiler. Come to think of it, that'll probably make it more reliable. Would it help if I got out and pushed? Maybe later, but thanks for the offer. Next, those quad guns are right out. Make it a ballista. A quad ballista. That's it. Oh, great. Try to contain your enthusiasm there, Han. Finally, we'll need to strap a good-sized balloon to the top of it to make it a proper airship. Naturally, it'll have to be orange. Now, sugar, before you get yourself all head up, things just happen to be different in Hazard. You tell him, Daisy. Oh, and, uh... By the way, Jabba's uh, still waiting for you to go change costumes. Run along now. Yes, Han Solo and Chewbacca, with goggles and handlebar mustaches, jumping their vehicle over Beggar's Canyon, all while running moonshine on the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. Which is impressive, sure, but less impressive when you consider that Deadpan has done all that with zero parsecs. Zmed. <laughs> the fuck is Med doing in this category? In a hundred years, when costumers are retroactively mashing up and blending 1980s technology and fashion with their current and future fashion and technology, will they call that movement Zmed Punk? I were getting near the end. Kelly LeBrock from Weird Science. Of course, a steampunk Kelly LeBrock from Weird Science can only conjure images of other sexy ladies created by men. Or madmen. That would be Elsa Lanchester as the original Bride of Frankenstein. The Bride of Frankenstein. Madeline Kahn as the wife of Frankenstein's monster. 
Jennifer Beals as the bride. Roxanne! Or, of course, Smurfette. Smurf it to me, baby. Who was created by Gargamel. And I think that cancels both Smurfette and Kelly LeBrock out. Finally, Tomi. Think of an old-timey... Old-timey Tomi. Think of an old-timey diver's helmet. Now imagine that as steamical Tomi spherical with her inside. Strapped into a harness to hang at the center, fitting punch cards into all the slots around her. I mean, how fucking awesome is that? Tiebreaker rotating category. Now would this character be retrofitted for steampunk? Seriously? The deadpan comes pre-formatted for steampunk. Whereas the attached cart that Iron Man would have to haul around for his coal would make him look like a Disney ride. Ash from the Evil Dead? Like anyone could fight effectively with a steam-powered chainsaw attached to their arm. How long would a barbarian with monocle and tail stay as the tribal leader? Put on my fighting trousers! Cthulhu? Who's gonna take a demigod in a pith helmet seriously? Hello! On the other hand, Jack Mangan's deadpan would simply have to rebroadcast Night's Plutonium Shore. Oh, we might also require Van to start smoking a pipe and have Amy Bowen wear a three-piece, overbust, Avengers corset. But then again, we might do those things even if the deadpan weren't going steampunk. Category after category, the facts are clear. The only clear winner in the duel of the fates is Jack Mangan and his deadpan podcast. I don't like to lose. This is Sean from the Adventures in Sci-Fi Publishing podcast at adventuresinsci-fi-publishing.com. And I'm Deadpan. Are you Deadpan? And here is your host, Jack Wilma Flintstone's Vibrator Mangan of the Jack Mangan Deadpan podcast. Alright, so the tiebreaker category, the steampunkified category. This was a close one, this is very close. In fact, this is the third recording I've done. I've already done two recordings and scrapped them, announcing two other winners. For our final, final, final decision, our final winner of the steampunkified category is a guy whose steam can either freeze you in carbonite or melt your panties right off. Yes, Lando Calrissian. And how do we really justify that? Well, what's probably the best steampunk movie of all time would be Castle in the Sky, featuring Lapida as the titular castle. Titular. <laughs> and really, what is Bespin but a pink love shack and castle in the sky? So curl up that 80s mustache into a handlebar, Lando. You've not broken the tie, but made it even more deadlocked. Yes, now there are six contestants in a tie for first place. Because Mush won the Iconic category, Prince won Love Prowess, somehow. The General Lee motherfucker won the Fight category. 
The rotating category went to Gandalf the Gay. The intangibles went to Jules Winfield. And the tiebreaker, the steampunkified category, has now gone to Lando Calrissian. So is that it? Do we have a six-way tie for first, where second place was really seventh place? Nope. The true winner of the Battle Royale Cheese Doodle of the Fates, Doodle Cheese, will be announced at the end of the upcoming award ceremony. So don't touch that dial. After the bumper, we'll hand out some awards and side categories, and then recognize third, second, and first place. And finally, put an end to this goddamn Duel of the Fates tournament that has now been stretched out and gone on even further than a Peter Jackson film. Fasten your seatbelts for the dramatic conclusion and finale. Megan, you've really got your shit together. Jack Mangan, you've got your shit together. Spherical told me 16 pieces at a time. Dirk Moonfire, each story is divine. Mangan, you've got your shit together. Welcome back to the awards portion of the program. Imagine a tacky, glittery, purple curtain behind me. Alright, the first award to the most oiled pectoral muscles goes to the Barbarian Tribal Leader. Punch Rock Groin. Buck Plank Chest. Stump Junkman. Dirk Hardpeck. Rip Steak Face. Punch Side Iron. Gristle McThorn Body. Slake Fist Crunch. Buff Hardback. Bob Johnson. Oh, wait. <laughs> Blast thick neck. Crunch butt steak. Slab squat thrust. Lump beef broth. Touch rust rod. Reef blast body. Big McLarge huge. <laughs> now, of course, if that had been for the best oiled pectorals, well, then there's some others that uh, I would have in mind who might give them some competition. But that's not what it was. All right, the next award is not really a prize. It's really more of a, a sentence for dishonesty. No, take a new drug and chill out. Just do it for your baby, Huey Lewis. You don't really win shit. We're just recognizing you as the least honest of our contestants. Does anyone want to say anything in Huey Lewis's defense before we pass sentence? You like Huey Lewis on the news? Their early work was a little too new wave for my taste. But when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. Is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. In 87, Huey released this. Four, their most accomplished album. I think their undisputed masterpiece is Hip to be Square. The award for the gayest fucking thing I've ever seen goes to Gandalf the Gay. He can summon moths and butterflies and ride eagles. Come on. His friend with benefits, Celeborn, is here to give him the trophy. Tell me where is Gandalf, for I much desire to speak with you. Tell me where is Gandalf, for I much desire to speak with you. 
winner of the swimsuit competition. With a surprise victory over Kristen Al, Daisy Duke, Kelly LeBrock, and Zmed, <laughs> the Twilight Zone's Creature on the Wing takes it. The award for the character, who's been iconic and of great importance in print, but whose films have only ever been pretty okay or worse. This one is a tie between Cthulhu and Arthur Dent. The Lovecraft and Hitchhiker's Guide on film do not do the writings justice. I mean, there's been pretty good stuff, but uh, hold on. A note has just been hurled over the wall, attached to a bloody severed head. Message for you, sir. Give me a second to read it. Hmm. Upon further deliberation, we will make the okay or worse films for a great literary character category. It's easy for you to say. A three-way tie between Cthulhu, Arthur Dent, and the barbarian tribal leader. One could argue that the original Conan the Barbarian film is actually a great film, but... Hello? Yeah, yeah, I'm calling in with a ruling on this. Um, Yeah, I'm addressing you specifically, Mark Singer and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, you guys have made some really cheesy-ass movies, but you know what? I'm afraid that the original Conan the Barbarian is good enough, probably just good enough, to disqualify you from this category. So, you know, really tough shit. I mean, you lose. What are you going to do about it? Crumb. I've never prayed to you before. I have no tongue for it. So grant me one request. Grant me revenge. And if you do not listen, then to hell with you. Okay, enough of the silliness. Time to award third, second, and first place. And now, for the moment you've been waiting for. Third Third place. place. In the big tourney. The bronze doodle goes to... His foul-mouthed signature word carried a lot of laughs and good times for us through the ages of deadpan. Motherfucker! Hell, even the name of this tournament, the Duel of the Fates Battle Royale with Cheese Doodle, was inspired partially by a conversation with his greasy colleague. The bronze doodle goes to Jules Winfield. The cats nestle close to their kittens. The lambs have laid down with the sheep. You're cozy and warm in your bed, my dear. Please go the f- to sleep. The Silver Doodle. As the sole representative of Star Wars, my personal most important franchise, and also the sole representative of one of my personal absolute favorite deadpan bits, 60 Lines, was the subject of Part 2, also takes second place, Lando Calrissian. I bet Lando's wallet had bad motherfucker written on it. And finally, here it is. Finally, for fuck's sake. First place, the Golden Doodle, which sounds disgusting. But this contestant was the most heavily supported. It's an emoticon. It's a disgusting, vomit-like, tasteless food. It's spackle for the tiles in your shower. If you stick shreds of newspaper in it, it becomes paper mache And 
Yes, it's the winner of the final deadpan Duel of the Fates Battle Royale with Cheese Doodles. No, we're not talking about Daisy Duke. We're talking about Mush, of course. Yes, mmm, Mush and Cheese Doodles. Now that is too gross. Say goodnight, Mush. Goodnight, Comb, and goodnight, Brush. Goodnight, nobody. Goodnight, Mush. And good night to the old lady whispering. You ignorant simp. You are listening to Jack Jack Mason's Deadpan. We are Deadpan. Deadpan is the way. Do not try and bend the spoon. There is no spoon. There is no spoon? Then you'll see that it is not the spoon that bends. It is only yourself. Lopan says, OMG, I call bullshit on Went Attaway. Ditto says, You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Desert Pixie says, Ha ha, an Aerosmith song, Ellipsis. Uther says, I think Van will probably sweep this one. How many British comedies have you watched? I scored 16. However, I'm giving myself six bonus points for At Last the 1948 show, Spaced. Black Books, The Comic Strip, Big Train, and Saunders in French, which needed to be on the list. Colon slash slash www.listchallenges.com slash classic British comedies. Question mark reference equals share. CJ says, life. Don't talk to me about life. Amy Bowen says, I just went, wait, why is my comment in Murgatory? Oh, yeah, that's right. More than one link in the same post gets the post flagged as spam. Silly smiley. Ed from Texas says, ECB colon slash slash www.collectingcandy.com slash WordPress slash WP content slash upload slash 2012 slash 07 slash CC dryer collection auction web 46.jpg. EJ Bunny says, okay, peeps, you were warned. Today's movie is hunting season. He DVR right up. After inheriting her grandmother's house, a woman tries to solve the mystery behind their deaths. The Energizer Bunny says, I'm adding something to my to-do list. Shredding papers. I'm going to do that now. Panamon says, about 100 pounds. J.R. Murdoch says, happy Thanksgiving to all and dead panites. May you eat your body weight and food today. Retro says, food is about ready. Happy Thanksgiving to all my fellow Americans, and I hope everyone else enjoys the day with friends and family. SB says, you damn dirty bot. And the first of the week, Vanamon says, well, I'm almost lost for words, almost, ellipsis. D E A D P A N Dead Pan. And so there you have it. The doodle is finally at an end. We finally wrapped it up. I want to thank everyone for contributing and participating and playing along and making this a fun, fun group effort. Possibly the last fun group effort around Dead Pan for a long time. So you know what? Now this is not going to be the absolute end. 
We're going to do one more, one more episode. Then that's really it. No more fucking around. One more episode just to kind of tidy up our affairs. And um, who knows how long that episode will go in minutes. But that one will be truly, truly the end. This one is truly, truly the end of the doodle, though. So thanks again for everyone for sticking it out. Uh, I actually had a lot of fun doing it. It's a great reminder, great way to, to end Deadpan, a great way to go out, remembering just how much fun this can be to put these bits together and to find the laughs in them. All right, well, you know what? We are coming back after the music, but only one more time. Good night, Deadpan. Good night, Mush. And congratulations, Mush. Before this microphone, I don't know what I'm doing. Show the world audacity, leave radio in ruins. I'm the future of audio, radio is the past. I tell people what I do, say what the hell's a podcast. Just make sure that you download my latest episode. Jack Bane's deadpan is away, tell me are you listening? Podcast killed the radio star, first podcaster spoke. I just hope that this pays off, cause I'm still fucking broke. Gotta make some money soon, so many bills to pay. Well, if this doesn't pay off, maybe I can be a DJ. Are you listening to what I say? Dead pants a motherfucking way. Blast your earbuds at your desk, me, are you listening? my life, drag you into my bottom, you got something or nothing to say, go ahead record one, sit before your microphone, say hello to your new master, say goodbye to your free time, now you're a podcaster, are you listening to what I say, deadpan's a motherfucking way, blast your buds at your desk, tell me are you listening, just make sure that you download my latest episode. Deckman, deadpan is away to me, are you listening? Yeah, 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 yeah.
Thank you. Again, Lee on the bass. Thank you. And thanks for playing along and thanks for just being cool. Ha, 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 ha,